Welcome, everybody, to another awesome episode of the Sing Second Sports Podcast. I am John Schofield. Joining me is Ward Carroll, also our special guest, Bill Wagner, and Chris Cervello is our producer, working the board, playing old band radio, you know, the whole routine. Um, here we are. The, uh, the season has come to an end. Who would have thunk uh, that when we started this off a little bit, it was about a year ago. I don't even know the date of, of EP number one. What was the date of EP number one, Chris? Hold on, I'm looking. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so while Chris, uh, you know, researches when the first episode was, you know, it gives me an opportunity to uh, talk and, and ask Warden Wags for their reflections. Um, my reflection of the last year, um, this was an unbelievable uh, experience, something that I enjoyed a great deal. Warden and I have said it a million times, how, how energized we are by the stories that the athletes would tell us, you know, just hearing Cindy Timshall a couple of weeks ago, just gush about Cameron Kinley, um, you know, hearing all of the coaches and all the staff and all the alumni talk about what the importance of the institution and the physical mission has been to them. Um, it, it just, it really gave me pause uh, throughout the year. And for every time that you know, I, I thought maybe I was sick of doing this. I, I was re-energized by the stories I heard. Um, you know, it's, it's very appropriate that today we are ending with three great interviews. We're going to be joined by uh, Ken Niamatololo, the head coach of the football team, Billy Hurley, to talk about uh, the Billy Hurley and the Brave uh, golf tournament through his foundation. And also Bill Givens, who's going to tell all of the assembled families here for Commissioning Week what they can and can't do what they can and can't bring, what they should look forward to as they enter the stadium uh, for Friday's big day. So on the subject of commissioning week, I'll kick it over to Warden Wags for what they're looking forward to. You know, we're a day, we're a day removed from, uh, from I think, the second longest Herndon climb in history, three hours and 41 minutes. Yeah, that, that's painful. I mean, when we used to say that when like the like the MVPs sitting up by the chapel started going over to the soup's house for the garden party that you were screwed like you're taking too long to to cap the uh, the top of Herndon so but just the fact that it was happening and seeing midshipmen in downtown and seeing the families descend on the uh, on the town we're going to hear from uh, Brian Powell uh, who works at the Graduate Hotel doing a lot during commissioning week you know we've we've already you know asked and. And, and put the word out about going down to Mills Fine Wine and Spirits to see Jerry and Jen for your, for your beverage needs during commissioning week. Um, but, you know, Ward, from your perspective, having missed this entire week last year, what's it mean to you personally that it's back and back in all of its full regalia? You know, tomorrow, I hope Ingrid the puppy is, is getting ready for the, for the low buzzing of the tower from the Blue Angels. I hope you've got the damage control measures in place. Uh, well, well, we'll see. I mean, she's not going on the yard, but uh, the Blues fly out. Since I live close to the academy, they definitely come over the house. But uh, I'll be there. Um, and uh, so to answer the question, what it means to me and seeing the soup uh, on the local NBC affiliate talking about Herndon yesterday morning, and seeing that soundbite of the class president 
um, just sort of holding up the class crest and saying, we beat Herndon, we beat COVID, and we beat Plebeer. That, that just was, to me, just the emotion of that was, was the culmination of a very challenging year. Um, so good on 24 for getting it done, as we've commented before. Climbing Hernan is a sport. I mean, it's covered in normal times by ESPN as a sport or ESPN+. Plus. Um, I forget how long my class took, but it wasn't much less time than what 24 just took. And, you know, as you, as Chris knows, you reach a point where you're like, I don't think we can do this. You know, and that's the point of Hernan is having to dig deep and, 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 you know, conjure up the, the moxie to get it done. So good for 24. I understand and this is anecdotal now 23 who missed was given the opportunity to do it again. And they voted not to. So, um, I think ultimately they will, that in history will prove that's the wrong call 23, if you're listening. Um, but, uh, you know, you guys live in the present. I'm an old guy. What do I know? Uh, so I'm excited for the week, starting with blue angels tomorrow. I want to see the super hornet routine, uh, see how it differs at all. It's certainly going to be louder because the super hornet is a loud airplane compared to the legacy hornet. Um, but it's a return to normalcy, right? Slowly we're, iterating out of the COVID environment. And I'm excited to get back to normal. You know, I'm going to ask Ward and Wags and Chris for their thoughts on, you know, what the most significant time was. You know, my, my favorite, uh, I'll tell you right now, um, you know, my, my favorite interviews, the two times that we interviewed Cindy Timchell, um, you know, she didn't sound like a coach. She didn't sound like someone who was employed by the organization. She's a fan. She loves those kids. She loves the Naval Academy. And it came through uh, when we talked to her. And then my favorite, my favorite event was, you know, right when we had that kind of relax of COVID and we were able to sit outside at Dry Defy before the, uh, before the uh, BYU game and, and, you know, broadcast live and, and have a good time. That was definitely my, uh, my favorite memory of this uh, of this past year, um, and I just before I kick it over to you guys, I thank you for everything that uh, that you did to make it happen and being available and basically doing this, you know, for free because we love we love Naval Academy sports. Chris, I'll start with you. What uh, what are you taking away from the past year? Well, I think you know um, Ward has talked about this a, a lot, but I mean the chemistry of the the three of you and the chemistry, the additional chemistry when you add a guest or two, um, I, I feel real good about that. I feel like it's important. It's an important conversation that that we try to have each week, um, and so I would say it's a toss up between the different midshipmen that we've had on. Um, every time we've talked to Chet has been exciting. Um, we've got another great conversation at the end of this episode with, uh, with Nehemiah. Um, you know, I mean, it was a, it was a tough football season. Um, we were critical of some of the choices that were made, uh, of the, you know, by, by the football coaching staff, we were, you know, disappointed in how they played. We, you know, quickly rebounded, no pun intended in, in the basketball season. And, you know, at, at times it looked like it was going to be um, a, a season for the record books and that wasn't to be, but I, I would say just, just to kind of wrap it up the ups and downs. I, I enjoy the excitement. I enjoy the um, all of the emotion that goes along with sports and being able to share that with you all and share it with the listeners has been a real joy over the last year. And, 
I think there is a place for um, a show like this uh, in the in the weekly calendar for uh, for Naval Academy graduates and and for fans. Here, here, Wags. Well, I think one of the cool things for me was that everyone that we had on as a guest, whether it was uh, alumni or Navy coaches, athletes, administrators, they all loved the pod and said, we're doing a great job. And I'm very heartened by what we've created here. I think there was a, a void for this and it, it's proven popular with a lot of people. I mean, I, I know that there's members of the brigade in, in Bancroft listening to this pod. And, you know, I, I was, I particularly remember speaking to the, uh, the one admiral and I, I forget which admiral it was who said they listened to our pod to find out what's going on with Navy sports. Cause they're a little bit removed from things now. And in one pod, they can get caught up on everything. And just so I'm hearing admirals and other really prominent alumni tell us how much they love the pod was very, very heartening to me. And uh, I think there's a lot of juice to be squeezed from this going forward. Agreed. Ward. So for me, the bond all starts with when we were playing golf in the regional area um, before we, it was like our spring training where we really did forge a deeper friendship because, you know, I've known John and Chris for a number of years and, you know, obviously I knew Wags by reputation, but, um, you know, we just sort of coalesced the Beatles, you know, at that, at that point. And when we picked up the mic, we were ready. Uh, so the, the things that come to me are just the special access that I've been afforded uh, as a function of this, this brand. And, and, you know, being elbow to elbow with wags on the sidelines of Navy basketball games, um, you know, in the middle of the pandemic where there's nobody in the stands. And uh, we, we were doing the, the pre, mid and post game, uh, you know, wrap ups on Instagram and Facebook. It, that was super special. And then all of us in the press box during lacrosse season was, was fantastic. It just was the punctuation of an otherwise, uh, you know, kind of uh, cabin fever addled season, right? I mean, the pandemic has not been awesome in terms of, uh, of getting out and getting seeing people. And, and so the sing second, uh, you know, team has allowed me to uh, do things otherwise wouldn't have done. So that's what comes to my mind. The other thing is, as everybody's already said, that just hearing mids in the pandemic and their resilience and their attitudes has just been, uh, you know, a motivator for me, even as a, you know, as, a, as an adult male, uh, not to mention as a fan of Navy sports. It, it's just, you know, I'm not worthy. They, they are, I don't want to hear any alums go, you know, woke this or whatever. They, they, they are so out of touch if that's what they think is happening. Um, these folks that are graduating next week and that the Naval Academy is, is uh, you know, training and breeding are, are better than they've ever been. The nation is in good hands once they take over. So this pod has doubled down my attitude on, on that reality. And this, the, like you said, Cindy Timschel or Tim Taylor, you know, all of the coaches that we otherwise wouldn't have interfaced with in the, in the shadow of the marquee sports have proved to us and the listener that the Navy staff is amazing, deep and wide in terms of talent, in terms of, you know, moral bearing, in terms of leadership quotient, 
that again has done as a grad has just done my heart good. So I thank you guys for inviting me to come aboard. If we can do this in the pandemic environment, just think what we're going to be able to do going forward. I'm excited to hit the ground running when football starts. Me on the sidelines, you guys up in the press box, us all circled up uh, whenever we can, like we did that one time where you're in the stands and I'm on the sidelines. I'm like, hey, I'll come on up and we'll do a hit. You know, that kind of thing. Um, it is <laughs> alchemy. And I know John likes to hear me about my diction, but that's what it is. And, and I love it's proprietary. Alchemy. It's proprietary. And it's distinct, and that's what's been awesome here. So I, I thank you guys, my brothers, and I look forward to uh, doing many more of these uh, as we start to get, you know, the, the train in motion again for football season in a few short months. It'll go by quickly. It will go by quickly. And, and I second what, what you said, Ward. I, I tell you what, as years go, this one was pretty shitty and, you know, and, and you guys know a lot more than the listeners do, but you know, it, the, the, you know, the big one as part of this past year for me was losing my dad who, you know, is wags, um, you know, and again to wags for writing such an amazing article about him upon the occasion of his death. It meant so much to me, but you know, I learned to be a sports fan from, from my father and, and the way that he approached sports and what he told me the lessons were, you know, that were resident in sports, um, how it makes you a better person, how it makes you dust yourself off, dust yourself off and get up after, you know, after enduring a challenge, uh, the lessons are there. And I think for the last year, um, everything that my dad told me was just reinforced by what we heard from the coaches and the alumni and the mids. Uh, so, you know, for everyone here, for your friendship, thank you for, uh, to Chris, for, uh, doing, you know, the arduous chore of, of editing out all of particularly my long-winded diatribes. I appreciate it. And, uh, and yeah, here's, here's to, uh, here's to killing it when we uh, come back for football season, uh, go Navy beat Marshall, any parting shots. Well, I just want to say one other thing, John, this pod has made me a more conscientious Navy beat writer because it's so easy for me to get caught up in the big sports of football, basketball, lacrosse. And this pod in which we, you've introduced me to a lot of the Navy minor sports coaches that I only knew cursorily. And, you know, I might do a track feature once in a while if we have an amazing track athlete, or I might do a wrestling feed. But this pod has made me personally, as a beat writer for the Capitol newspaper, focus on the minor or what they call the Olympic sports a lot more and under knowing that there's great athletes, great coaches, great people involved, and they deserve their moment in the sun. And this week in the Capitol, you're going to see a story about Navy women's rowing. You're going to see a story about a, a Navy sailor. They have, they're hosting national championships at the Academy this week. And I'm going to do a story about Severn school alum, Connor Bayless, who's uh, going to represent Navy and team race nationals and co-ed dinghy nationals. So this pod has broadened my horizons and you know i've been covering navy for 24 years and this is a first year that i've really started to take a much closer look and spend more time delving into olympic sports well your writing is always it's always so good bill so you know thank you for being our guest throughout the year and and thank you for what you do part of our commissioning week farewell and and to uh to season one we're also talking about what's going on in Annapolis during commissioning week. This is a huge, huge financial windfall for 
the city every year. Uh, it doesn't just take, uh, you know, blue planes flying around on Tuesday and Wednesday to bring uh, the crowds into DTA. It's, you know, obviously a big event every year, a thousand plus people graduating, bringing their families in. Having this essentially canceled last year, you know, really was a financial difficulty for the city, as uh, Mayor Buckley has said, and, and County Executive Pittman has, has mentioned. So joining us uh, to talk a little bit about what the service industry is looking forward to this week. Uh, Brian Powell of the Graduate Hotel. If you don't know what the Graduate Hotel is, it used to be the Lowe's right there on West Street. Uh, so Brian, number one, thanks for joining us. So number two, what, what can people look forward to this week, uh, not only at the Graduate Hotel, but in Annapolis in general with uh, the return of commissioning week? Um, there's a lot going on. Normally we're jammed for this, but because of the limited access to the academy and the restriction to graduation tickets, we are only going to sell out probably maybe Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, we're right in the heart of downtown, so we're walking distance to the academy to see the, if you want to go to try to find a spot to see the Blue Angels. We're walking distance to the stadium. Yeah, I know that just over the years as I've been uh, downtown, you know, the restaurant on the main level there has always been pretty popular, but, you know, it's changed over different restaurants, uh, different occupants, you know, is what's the restaurant, um, on the ground floor of, uh, the graduate hotel now. And, you know, is there anything special this week going on in terms of like happy hours or anything like that? Uh, it's called the trophy room. Now we just rebranded it after we came back from COVID. We were closed last year for four months because of COVID. Um, it, there's all we have happy hours going. There's always it's pretty popular. We have interactive games. You can play like full size Jenga, full size Connect, like huge Connect Four game. We got all, all kind. It's basically a game room that there's a bar in there also, of course, and a restaurant. So there's plenty of activities. We bring bands in and stuff like that. So this time last week, uh, I don't know if you were out there. I was out at Potomac for Billy Hurley and, and the Brave Tournament, which was sponsored by The Graduate. Were you out right. there for that? I was not, but I saw your pictures that you posted. And okay. we, had all, we had a reception here Sunday night, and then they all left yeah, on I, Monday morning. I didn't get the word on that, um, unfortunately, because I would have been there. I heard uh, our good friend Edward Mullen was there and some others. So um, anyway, in fact, Billy's on this episode. Uh, so... Uh, Thank you for your support of Billy's efforts, his foundation, and, and that's really uh, the right place to put your your sponsorship Correct. dollars for to him. So, uh, as a friend of his and and as a member of the community, very much appreciate what you guys are doing there. And the um, other thing I would add, just about graduates in general, is we're not the typical hotel. We are geared towards college towns. So we have locations in Charlottesville, Virginia, Chapel Hill, North Carolina, Ann Arbor, Michigan, Eugene, Oregon, uh, Palo Alto, California for Stanford. Uh, and all of our, like the colors of the colleges are incorporated in our, uh, in our rooms. Um, like, and in North Carolina, their front desk is the score when Michael Jordan hit his shot against Georgetown in the 82 championship game. So there, and like I said, we have the David Robinson picture. So there's always some kind of uh, homage to the college in the area. We even have one in Knoxville, Tennessee, and Nashville for Vanderbilt and uh, the Vols. So 
it's a cool hotel because it's not just your typical, uh, you know, Hilton or Marriott. I think the uh, I think the canvas is pretty clean to to start working in some pictures of Ward Carroll from his uh, F fourteen days. Maybe a picture of Chris Cervello in the in the football pads. I think I think we can definitely help the graduate. There hotel you go. We have, add we, add to the brand. You know, we have uh, Napoleon McCallum and stuff on our keys, so we always have room for more ideas. Oh, there's no reason you have Napoleon McCallum and not Ward Carroll. Ward <laughs> is definitely more popular now. <laughs> I got the perfect shot too. That one of me in front of the Tomcat summer of 85. Yes. It's, that'll bring them in. That will yeah. bring them in. <laughs> uh, on behalf of the Sing Second Sports Podcast, just want to thank you for everything you're doing for families during commissioning week. We look forward to um, you know, seeing what the hotel does when it's a normal football season. I, I myself am looking forward to checking out the trophy room and uh, seeing everything that, uh, that you have to offer there. So on behalf of Sing Second Sports, thank you so much. Thanks. All right, everyone. That was Brian Powell of The Graduate Hotel um, and a follower of the Sing Second Sports podcast on Twitter and on our podcast channels. Break, break. We are going to uh, take a quick sojourn. And when we come back, we're going to be joined by Billy Hurley to talk about his recent tournament and uh, what Ward Carroll possibly shot during that tournament. So stick with us. This is Sing Second Sports. You're listening to Sing Second Sports with John Schofield, Ward Carroll, and special guest Bill Wagner of the Annapolis Capitol. If you like what you hear, hit like below and share with your classmates and friends. Let us know how we're doing. Hit us up on Twitter at WeSingSecond. That's at WeSingSecond. Now back to the pod. All right. Hey, hey, we are back. Uh, when this podcast first started, um, you know, Ward and, and Wags and Chris and I have talked at length about, you know, the difficulty of starting a podcast during a pandemic, starting a podcast when there was really no sports to talk about. And, you know, our very first guest, the person we reached out to first was Billy Hurley, uh, Naval Academy graduate and professional golfer and local Annapolitan still uh, gives back a whole lot of his time to Pat Owens boys on the, on the newly renovated Naval Academy golf course. So it's so great to uh, now close out our season by being joined by Billy again, Billy, number one, thank you so much uh, for joining us. And number two, what can you tell us about how the, uh, how your uh, annual golf tournament went this past weekend at TPC Potomac? Yeah, well, thanks for having me again, guys. I thought uh, I'd get kicked off after one appearance, but you, you're going in for round two, so here we are. But uh, no, we the, love it. <laughs> thanks. The, so yeah, we had the uh, Billy Early the Third and the Brave um, Charity Golf Tournament um, last Monday, uh, I guess a, a week ago, and um, you know it went really well. It was our fourth tournament, obviously. Um, we didn't have one last year, you know, like so many other things had to cancel that. So it was, it was great to get, get back at it to, um, you know, continue the, the mission of the Billy Hurley the third foundation. And, and that is military families, uh, serving, honoring and enhancing the lives of military families, recognizing that the service member is not the only person impacted by military service, but the whole family unit is, is really, uh, serving our country. So um, we had our tournament, like I said, a week ago, and uh, it went great. We were at TPC Potomac for the first time. Traditionally, we've done it at the Naval Academy Golf Course, but uh, 
we had scheduled with the Naval Academy renovation. As you um, mentioned last year, uh, we had it scheduled to, to move away because they were closed, and uh, we just decided to keep it at Potomac this year, even though the Academy course is back open, but just there was enough um, excitement from our sponsors and people to, to play over there and experience that golf course. Although I will tell you, I'm not exactly sure why, because it is the hardest golf course in the mid Atlantic region for certain, <laughs> maybe in the country, save Oakmont. But, you know, we can, we can ask Ward more about how, uh, how the golf course treated him, but our tournament was great. And we, we really enjoyed having people back, uh, back at it. Well, before I kick it over to Ward, um, I'll just ask you on a personal level, you know, the past year has been difficult on you because of the pandemic, you know, certainly difficult on the foundation, um, for, you know, needing to cancel things, but for you personally, you went through back surgery, you're trying to climb back in. I mean, you, you basically went from, you know, just learning to walk again, um, you know, to, to trying to swing a golf club. How's your rehab going and what's your goal for, for getting back out there on the golf course and playing competitively? Well, rehab has been great as far as, and, and, and fully recovered, I would say, for what we might deem as normal life. Um, but so far as professional golf's concerned, it's probably at 80%. Um you know, I can, I can do everything that, that life requires of me. I can pick up my kids again, which, which is tremendous and, you know, play on the floor and, and do all that stuff, uh, be a dad, a functioning dad, which is great. Um, the golf side of things that I'm just not quite back to the level of speed that's required to play on the PGA tour, um, and to play the game at its highest level, I've got to get, you know, five to eight more miles an hour club head speed back in the bag. Yeah, so with respect to the hardness of, of TPC Potomac. So, Billy, you can't see this because you're on the phone, um, but I'm wearing the T-shirt that you put in the swag bag that says the Beast of the Beltway, which is the TPC Potomac uh, tagline, I guess. It, it's, it's accurate. Um, so the other thing, it, it was a shamble, which I've never played, was the format. So for those who don't know, like I didn't know, it's everybody drives, pick the best drive, Everybody drops near there and then plays their own ball all the way to you hold it out. The only goodness there was the worst you could do was a bogey. Um, so basically, I bogeyed every hole except I had two parts. So, um, yeah, it was a hard course, but it was a beautiful day. And be out there with our good friend Billy was awesome. First time I'd seen Billy and his wife Heather in some months. Uh, so it was great to catch up. Um, and uh, Billy didn't expect I'd be there. So as I normally do with Billy Hurley events, I wedged my way in the side door. Um, and uh, it was it was great. So, Billy, as a segue to that, um, you're no longer a an Annapolitan. You're still Annapolis's favorite son, but you don't live in the city anymore. Um, so, what's your uh, your life look like these days? Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know where I live right now. Is is is, is what my life looks like, Ward? Um, we we have migrated to. Um, a, a town outside Charleston, South Carolina. We, we did that for um, school is really the, 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 the reason we did that this spring was to, um, you know, five days a week school down here. And so we made the family decision to kind of uh, do that. And my, and my wife has some family down here um, in Mount Pleasant outside Charleston. And um, so we haven't made a, a full-time decision as to whether we will, uh, remain in uh, South Carolina or if we will uh, return to Annapolis. We've got a, 
um, figure that out in the next couple of weeks and, and kind of set set course for, uh, for, for where we're going to land. But we are uh, still in the midst of piecing that together. So that's, uh, that's life in the Hurley household is a, is a bit nomadic at the moment, but, uh, I think we've all done some crazy things in the last year, year and a half at this point. And so that's kind of, um, what, what we've been doing. Well, here's hoping you guys wind up back here in Annapolis. Uh, Wags over to you. Hey, Billy. So now I figured it out. Um, you're only about a half hour from Kiowa. And I knew I recognized that guy that was telling all the fans, yeah, you can go out on the fairway, follow Phil. It's no big deal. Go through the ropes. And uh, was that you that was telling everybody to do that? I think I, I saw Billy hit Kepka's knee. I thought I saw that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that must have that must have been me or, or a guy that looks a lot like me. Um, I, I was out there on Thursday uh, with, with a sponsor of mine and some of their clients, customers. Um, but uh, I, I was not there on Sunday, so I can't take uh, t- can't take any credit for that. Well, just out of curiosity, have you played that course? Yeah, I've played it a handful of times, um, and it certainly is a, is a hard golf course, and um, it, it it showed it certainly all week, but certainly you know Thursday and Friday the wind was up, um, and that's that's what makes that golf course really really hard is the wind. And, um, you know, you saw some lower scores on the weekend when the wind was a little bit uh, benign. Tell us, how did the, 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 the golf tournament go? I mean, would you uh, – and what are we now in about the fourth year now? I can't believe time's flying, but maybe it's even fifth or sixth. I don't know. Yeah, no, it, was, it, was, it was the fourth year. You had it spot on there, yep. Um, and, uh, you know, like I said, it was, uh, you know, we, we started five years ago, but obviously had to cancel last year. So it was, it was the, the fourth tournament that we've had. And, um, you know, I think it was uh, it was an A plus. Um, you know, we our, our financials will probably be a, a little bit down when when all the when it all comes out in the wash, just, you know, because of the pandemic and everything else, like like so many. But um, but that didn't detract from, um, you know, how spectacular the day was and how appreciative our our service member guests were. You know, one of the things your listeners might not know is um, the, the way we do the tournament is we have three sponsors play. So if you if you participate, you're you're kind of buying a threesome, so to speak. And then we fill the last group in the foursome with an active duty service member and we host them to a, a weekend in Annapolis. Uh, we take them to a baseball game on Sunday. Uh, we get a suite at the nationals or the Orioles this year. We were up at the Orioles, um, Camden yards. They actually beat the Yankees. Um, so they get to see something that, you know, doesn't really happen in the world. And then we, um, do, uh, and, and then obviously we have, we have a, you know, a nice dinner, uh, cocktail party on Sunday night and then we have the golf tournament all day Monday so they, they, they really get a Annapolis experience there and um, you know you guys just had the, the the graduate hotel on before me that's that's our official hotel and they've been great to us as well so we you know we were staying there um, our all of our um, you know uh, the service members we host were, were staying there and um, so that's that's been a great addition to our event as well but but uh, hosting the service members is kind of what's unique um to to us and and to our tournament yeah so the service member in our foursome was a academy grad class of 2020 named alex who's at pg school so he went right from 
graduation to PG school. He's a surface nuke, which I didn't, I forgot how weird their sort of training track is. So he's going to get his master's. He'll go to his ship until he gets his swope in, and then he'll go to nuke school. So Billy, I know you're a SWO, and I, I didn't remember that nuke has that sort of crazy uh, training track. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. They, they go to nuke school, and then they go to be, you know, in, in, reactor to, in the reactor department on a carrier after nuke school. That's right. So Billy, is there a winner among the service members? Do they, does the person who shoots the lowest score among them, or is it just or no winners, no losers, everybody's having a good time? Yeah, we. I mean, we do. We do not have a, a service member champion, so to speak. Um, it, it is just a you know shamble. Everybody's having a good time. You know, kind of kind of deal. We. I mean, we do give away a trophy for for first place, but we. Uh, you know, have made it not about the competition, but about the camaraderie in general. So the lead wags the the first place teams shot six under, um, which. It's a pretty amazing, and Billy remarked that about it when he handed him the, the trophy. I mean, that's quite incredible on, on that course in a shamble format. Well, here's yeah, something absolutely. Interesting. I mean, they must played well. Here's something interesting, Billy. I played uh, Eisenhower just got a major renovation similar to Navy. In, this. in fact, the architect that did Navy also did Eisenhower, and he was uh, right. doing something at Congressional. Did they just do some – Complete a renovation at Congressional? Yeah, Congressional did a major, major, major renovation. Um, you know, they, they did a little bit a little bit similar to what the Naval Academy did in the sense that, you know, the the T's and greens are generally in the same place um, of, of all 18 holes. But um, they definitely changed the look of it a lot. Uh, and, and you're right, Andrew Green did the did the work at the Naval Academy. He did the work at, at Eisenhower, and, and, he, and he's finishing up the work there at Congressional. I, I think they opened the middle of June. Is, is what I've is what I've heard recently is that they're going to open back up here in a couple of weeks. But uh, yes, they did a they did a significant um, <laughs> more than a significant amount of work. Um, they they regrassed the entire place and put in every you know bell and whistle you you can think of well it seems like billy check me on this because when i was driving back from the tournament um i looked over at congressional and it seemed like they took out a lot of trees not like what andrew did at navy is that true uh they didn't take out a lot of trees ward ward they took out nearly every single one of them so <laughs> yes they did i mean you can see the clubhouse from the road now before you absolutely couldn't that's right. That's right. Apparently, what I've what I've heard is you can see the clubhouse from every hole. So, Billy, this is uh, Chris Cervello. Um, I, I was surprised to get a phone call from my brother a month ago. Uh, he called and said, "Hey, I uh, I won one of the spots for the Billy Hurley tournament, uh, and uh, he uh, was super excited and worked through the the Navy legal channels and your folks were great and making sure that they dotted I's and cross T's. And, um, he joined you, um, you, you know, uh, Sunday and Monday yep. and, and couldn't have, uh, I mean, just came back gushing, um, at the hospitality, but even beyond the hospitality and the very difficult golf, he shared, uh, Ward's, uh, take on, uh, on, on how difficult the TPC course was, but he talked about just how great it was to interact with the sponsors. Um, and, you know, talk about like worlds colliding. You guys have a great, had a great sponsor this year in Allegiance uh, Flags, 
from uh, from the area that, that you're now living in, in the Charleston area. They're such a great company. Uh, John and I have done some work with them. Can you talk a little bit about the sponsors and kind of what they provide? And then, um, uh, and then talk about if folks are interested in getting involved, even at this early date for next year, what they need to do. Yeah, well, yeah, first of all, I, I, I didn't put it together, Chris, that that was your brother until, until Jeff told me. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I got it. But um, the, uh, we, we certainly had a great time with him and, and, and the rest of the group. Um, you, you know, we, we've been really fortunate to have a great mix of sponsors over the years. A, a lot of kind of local, um, you know, companies to Annapolis, um, and, um, and, and kind of obviously that's what makes the, the, the financial side of it go round, right? I mean, you know, not only hosting um, the, the, the service members like we do and being able to provide that hospitality that your brother experienced, but also, you know, raising money for, for the foundation and continuing the mission to, to aid and, and assist and honor um, military families. And so, um, you know, we, like I said, we've, we've got, we've had some great sponsors and, and we've had, you know, I'd say 75% of our sponsors this year were, have been with us since day one. So that's really, you know, a, a testament to the, to my team's work uh, and of just, you know, trying to do things the, the right way. And, and, you know, I kind of, when we first set out to do this, uh, I said, okay, uh, we'll we'll do a tournament. That sounds great, but listen, we're going to do this the PGA Tour way, and you guys will appreciate this a little bit. Like, but not the Navy way, right? Like, like we're going to do it like totally first class. We're gonna, it's going to be a big number to be a sponsor, right? It's not not a hundred dollars a person in a in a in a shambles scramble thing. It's you know, it, it, it's it's five, eight, ten thousand dollars a foursome kind of thing and, and um, you know, but we provide but 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 we deliver on that value. Um, and um, that's kind of what we what we set out to do. But so if people want to get involved, um, that basically uh, we we don't have a date for, for next year, but we can certainly get you on the mailing list to, to know more about it. Um, if you want if you go to BH three, that's the number three, BH three dot golf um, the word golf, like the sport. So bh3.golf. And, um, that's kind of the, the host website for the tournament. And, um, you'll be able to find, uh, contact information there for my tournament director, Jana, and, um, she can get you anything you need. If, if, if you don't find it there, then you can go to my website, uh, billyhurley3.com. Again, that's the number three, billyhurley3.com. And, um, you know, contact us through there and, and we'll be sure to add you to the list to, to be involved next year. Hey, Billy, I know you said you don't have a date. Do you have a location? Well, uh, we plan to come back to the Naval Academy course next year. I think that, uh, you know, like I said, we played the first three years at the Academy. Um, and then we, we, you know, moved to TPC for the renovation. So our, our sponsors and, and folks are looking forward to, um, you know, those who, who come in from out of town are looking forward to, to seeing the renovated Naval Academy golf course. So, so that'll be our, our plan is to play the Academy course next year. And the plan will be to have sing second sports team on location broadcasting live. Sounds great. You all are signed up. <laughs> you haven't, you haven't seen my, uh, my 
my newest golf game, Billy. I, I think you're probably going to. Well, I mean, I have that. seen your golf game, John. <laughs> I, mean, I have seen your golf game. I didn't. I didn't know it was new. But, it's uh, it's okay. gotten worse. Yeah, I think I think in the spirit of in the spirit of being transparent, that the game the game has definitely taken a step back. Um, woo, I mean, really bad. But uh, oh, hey, boy. like so so selfishly, yeah. And and I know you've heard this a, a million times before. I'm going to tell you a million and one times. You know, one of the happiest moments uh, for for me, for you, was, you know, with Mike Heary and Tim Barr in the 19th hole and watching the final round of the Quicken Loans Tournament, you know, watching that amazing chip, you know, watching you hoist the trophy, you know, seeing how happy, you know, Heather and the kids were for you. You know, what's the what's the path for you to get back to that, you know, with with, with the injury and the surgery and now the rehab you know, it's been it's been a while since you know the the big win at Congressional. Do you have to go back through Q school? Do you work through sponsors exemptions? You know, what what does your path look like until we see you competing? You know, hopefully on Saturdays and Sundays on the PGA Tour in the future. Well, you, whenever I come back, I'll I'll uh, probably be playing primarily to start on the Corn Ferry Tour. Um, but I, but I will have, um, a couple of starts on the PGA tour and, and, and maybe a couple of sponsors exemptions, as you, as you mentioned, what kind of, you know, you just, you never know how that shakes out in the world. Um, but, but, uh, yeah, I'll kind of do a little bit of bouncing, um, back and forth between the two tours to, to start and, and then depending on how the, the those first couple events uh, and, and, and first couple months of coming back go will kind of I'll have to decide which tour to focus on for the remainder of that season. Um, but at this point, I'm kind of looking at. Um, I was hoping to play this summer, but but I think that that's uh, no longer viable, and, and probably going to target now January to return to competition. So that gives you some time during the uh, during the fall season to make some trips up from South Carolina for a couple of home games for the Naval Academy football team, I would, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. That, that would, that would be a lot of fun. You know, obviously get up there, you know, to see, uh, you know, Navy um, compete as well. You know, the golf team compete as well and, and hang out with them a little bit as, as, as been fun over the, over the last couple of years. And I'm not, you know, like I told you a minute ago, if, if you guys have a coin, you could probably tell me where I'm going to live in the next six months. Cause we haven't, we haven't figured it out. So, <laughs> um, it could be, we could be back up there, uh, you know, just in a couple of months or, or we, or we could stay down here. I, I, I really, I, I really don't know the answer to that question at the moment. So. <laughs> well, whenever that is and whether it's just blowing through town or whether it's back in a permanent basis, you know, back there in Eastport, um, you know, we're looking forward to having you. I'll, I'll take us out with one. Yeah, you know, just one more expounding upon, you know, a story I mentioned at the beginning. It was a couple of weeks ago. I'm just stopping by the, uh, you know, the uh, pro shop, you know, to make sure my tea time the next day is all set up. And there's Coach Owen and he's like, you know, he's got a couple of the players around and he's like, hey, you guys got to get over there. You know, B- Billy's helping you out with uh, putting and and there you are. You're up, You're over there helping out you know, your, your shipmates, um, on the putting green, showing them the tricks of the trade. So it's just a credit to, uh, to who you are and how you've, you've continued to try to give back, um, and build awareness again, not only through your golf tournament, but what you do every day. So on behalf of Sync Second Sports, I, I thank you for what you're doing. I know that I am rooting like heck for you to, to get back healthy and get back out there winning on, uh, on weekends on, on the, uh, golf tour, 
uh, whichever tour that is. So, so Billy, on, on, you know, from us to you, good luck, and thank you very much for joining us. Thanks, guys. Good to be with you, as always. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Billy Hurley. Um, so awesome being joined uh, by him. We are going to go to break. Stick with us. You're listening to Sing Second Sports with John Schofield, Ward Carroll, and special guest Bill Wagner of the Annapolis Capitol. If you like what you hear, hit like below and share with your classmates and friends. Let us know how we're doing. Hit us up on Twitter at WeSingSecond. That's at WeSingSecond. Now back to the pod. All right. Hey, hey. We are back. Um, joining us uh, as we are about to have, yay, commissioning on Friday. Finally, um, a little bit of normalcy returning, you know, through a very normal looking commissioning week. But joining us to talk about uh, what you can expect if you're, you know, coming in to see your mid-graduate or if you're going to be attending uh, graduation or even if you're allowed to attend graduation on Friday, Bill Givens from the NAAA is here to join us. Uh, running stadium ops amongst uh, many, many uh, other duties, um, you know, just making Navy athletics happen, making Navy athletics better. So, Bill, number one, thank you for rejoining us. You're a return guest. Uh, the last time we had a conversation like this was right at the beginning of the football season. You had an opportunity to tell people what they could do, what they couldn't do. And, you know, we, we had a, an abbreviated season with uh, certainly not the uh, fan base that we're used to seeing now. You know, this is the first time we're having commissioning since the, um, or the commissioning the way that we're used to seeing it in the stadium since the pandemic hit. What can you uh, tell people that they're going to see? What are they going to have to do in order to uh, attend the uh, commissioning and graduation Friday safely? Yeah, sure. We're excited uh, to have it back out at the stadium. You know, we all know because of the pandemic last year, it was moved over to the academy for a private ceremony. And this year we're back outdoors. It's going to be a modified uh, commissioning day graduation. The field setup will be slightly different. We're all going to allow graduates on the field. Parents will not be allowed on the field uh, with seating down there and the superintendent's VIP guests won't be down there. We're going to spread the graduates out uh, in their area to give them some social distancing so they won't have to wear masks. But, you know, for if you're coming to the event, the parking gates open at 630. Please be prepared to show your uh, just one of your graduation tickets to the parking attendants before you come onto the lot. Stadium gates will open at seven and the procession starts at nine. Now, you did mention what you can and cannot bring uh, with the vice president as the guest speaker. The Secret Service will be here as the security presence and they'll have magnetometers at the gates. And I, I would just you know treat it as if you're going through the security checkpoint, TSA checkpoint at the airport. If you can't take it through those mags, more than likely you will not be able to get them through here. That includes you'd be surprised at the number of things that get turned in, Swiss Army knives, uh, corkscrews, uh, those universal tools, things like that, uh, pepper spray, all sorts of things will get, uh, will get uh, picked up at the gate. You are allowed to take those items back to your car, but most people choose not to because they're already in the line. The, the uh, Secret Service is very thorough in their checks, so those lines do back up. So I would suggest you plan on getting here early and plan on spending 
15 to 30 minutes, depending on the time in the line to get through the mag. So the earlier that you can get here and get into your seats, the better. The event itself will be, you know, as it's been in past years, the Blue Angels will fly over. There will be the hat toss. Now, one thing with the hat toss is we're not allowing the kids on the field until after the ceremony is over. So, the, you know, the hat toss will take place. Everything will happen when the, the ceremony is, is officially over. Then we'll allow the kids and the parents down onto the field to meet with their meds. But oh. you know, everything, everything else will be as if it has been, you know, in the past years from what you used to see. I can't wait to see like the, the feats of strength from the kids when you open the gates and they start streaming in there to get their covers. I'll tell you what, and you know, I can I can hear Steve Vossen, you know, you know, claiming that the streak is still going, that you know, that there's no way there's gonna be a rain out. And I know that this is not the thing that you want to hear, Bill, but you know, looking at the Friday forecast, rain showers in the morning, evolving into a more steady rain in the afternoon, thunder possible, chance of rain 70%. I think it's like since 86 Seven. or 87. 87, yes. But we've, I was in a meeting this afternoon with the city of Annapolis, and uh, Alex Davies, the academy meteorologist, gave his report. And it is looking, though, those storms will not hit until the afternoon on Friday, based on the forecast as it stands today, we'll be outside. Um, well, I mean, obviously you're planning for every contingency and you guys have it all in one sock, so to speak, as you always have. So it's always the X factor, as we know that this area, you know, you can be wearing a hoodie and then like yesterday it was mid July weather, you know, so you just never know how it's going to go. So here's, here's, uh, here's good thoughts for good weather. Yeah. We, I mean, we, we've had that 2013 or 14, I think it was, uh, John, where we were, it was chilly down on the field and then we've had them where it's been so hot that the uh, the rubber infill on the field heats up and then yeah. your feet start uh, getting hot. You actually <laughs> have to stand on concrete somewhere so your uh, feet can cool off. So, you know, we run the gamut here uh, for Navy graduations. It's, it's either, uh, I, I like to joke, it's either too hot or it's too cold. It's never just, just right. You know, once you're done with all the hard work this week, Bill, I know I told you out on the driving range that the next thing second sports golf outing is definitely going to have you involved in it. We can't wait to tee it up with you. And, and thank you for what you've done through an incredibly hard year, uh, just making sure that everything runs, um, you know, for these athletes, uh, you know, these, these midshipmen who really depended on it. Um, you, you were definitely part of the solution to, to give them some semblage of normalcy. So from, from us to you, thank you for very much for what you do. Hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Appreciate being the, you know, the invite to uh, be on the show. All right. Hey, hey and Bill, I'm looking forward to a uh, eight-man chain gang next season. Yeah, we're, we're back. <laughs> we're back to uh, normal operations. Okay. Looking forward to just, seeing Just it. make sure that Ward's gear arrives in time and that it's that it's sick, but I'm, I'm sure that's more money. It's always job, sick. Though. Bill Bill <laughs> hooks us up. He, he I get my box. He's like Santa Claus. Oh, I, I, I like Navy gear too. I'm, guys, I'm, I'm right here. Um, hey man, you don't just get your Navy gear. You got to <laughs> earn your Navy gear. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was Bill Gibbons. Um, we are going to go to break. When we come back, uh, we are going to bring you the rest of our interviews and take this thing out. Thank you for listening. Stick with us. This is Second Sports. 
You're listening to Sing Second Sports with John Schofield, Ward Carroll, and special guest Bill Wagner of the Annapolis Capitol. If you like what you hear, hit like below and share with your classmates and friends. Let us know how we're doing. Hit us up on Twitter at We Sing Second. That's at We Sing Second. Now back to the pod. All right. Hey, hey, we are back. Thanks for sticking with us on this, the final pod of season number one. Um, we are uh, so happy to be joined by Navy football head coach Ken Niamatololo uh, joining us here as we are about to embark on commissioning week, uh, a week that we weren't really sure was going to happen about you know three months ago. Um, we weren't really sure that we'd have spring practice. We weren't really sure what sports would look like here as we got uh, close to uh, commissioning week. So coach, I'll, I'll start it off. Number one, thank you so much for joining us. And number two, you know, as, as we have the blue angels about to fly tomorrow and the next day Herndon just happened. Do you have that kind of sense of normalcy returning um, with like mass vaccination, the fact you were able to get through spring practice and now we have a regular commissioning week. How does it, how does it feel to you in terms of a return to normalcy? Well, I think like for all of us, I think it all feels great, you know, to be able to, like you said, do some of the normal things that we've done in the past. You said it felt great just to have spring practice this year. You know, it was great to get out there and and have 15 practices. So that was great. But I think just life in general has been great. Just all the different things, just, you know, watching the PGA yesterday with Mickelson. <laughs> that was crazy. All the people on, on the course and, uh, uh, I haven't watched a ton of NBA games, but I, you know, watched a little bit of the the Knicks game on uh, with the Hawks and just with the, all the people there. Just you know, it's, it's great to be getting close to a point. I think we're all getting close. Where hopefully things will go back to normal. I agree. It's something that we're all uh, looking forward to. So for our listening audience, you know, what what were your impressions coming out of spring ball? Um, you know, the progress that was made um, after Army, Navy and, and how future or how bright the future looks in your eyes for the 2021 season. Yeah, I've been, I've been doing this a long time. So, you know, you kind of get a sense of your team. And I feel like our team mentally is as tough a football team that we've had since I've been here. And I, I think, you know, the guys that are still here, still on the team, uh, you know, they're still plugging along after all that's gone on, you know, with COVID and just all the different things. And, you know, restriction for mids and is different than restriction for other varsity athletes from other sports. Maybe your sports shut down, but you're, you're not confined to your room. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're not confined to Bancroft. Like, uh, you know, we're, we, we all live in one dorm. So, you know, it is what it is, but when those type of things happen, when the ROM restriction of movement stuff happens, it's a little bit different for our midshipmen. I mean, it's, and so to be out of that uh, was definitely great. So I feel like our team, John, is just, there's a toughness, there's a resolve. And it all started back, just us being able just to do our normal things, you know, came back in January, coach Fitz getting after those guys running, you know what I mean? Having our fourth quarter drills, which is always a barometer of where we're going to be at and see, seeing who can touch the line and uh, pay attention when you're tired and who's able to fight through things. You know, you get all of these barometers and gauges to see the toughness, the discipline of your team. 
which uh, like like we all know we didn't get to see last year. So um, having an opportunity for our quarterbacks to be able to go against our defense, especially Newberry's defense. I mean, it's the Newberry stuff's not a stagnant odd front or a stagnant 50 team. I mean, they're all over the place. You know what I mean? We're, you know, it's uh, if our quarterbacks can figure out what, you know, our, our coach Newberry is doing on defense, you know, they're doing a great job because it's hard enough for us coaches that are on the field on offense trying to figure out what they're doing. They're constantly moving and stemming and disguising is, is part of his package. So all of that was great. You know what I mean? You kind of get the, the analogy that we kind of use, especially like for the quarterbacks, it's, it's like you go from simple arithmetic and then go straight into going against new stuff is going straight into calculus. You know, there's no in between, but it was, it's good. Because there's nothing that we see in the course of the year that encompasses everything that Coach Newberry does. And, you know, as I try to look back at things, um, when Newberry first came, that spring for Malcolm was invaluable, being able to go against his defense every day, trying to figure it out. And so those are the things I was encouraged by, you know, and, and every day it was different. And that's why I know we got a chance. There's some days where the defense was awesome and we couldn't get back to the line of scrimmage. Some days the offense did better. You know, it was a back and forth battle. Um, but just being able to have all of those things where we could actually look and monitor, engage, and get some assessment, uh, make some evaluations instead of guessing. It's kind of crazy to think there's a lot of guys like you just thinking about our, our quarterbacks um, that ended up, right now are going into the season as, you know, listed their, their even starters with Xavier and Ty. I mean, those guys were in the stands during fall camp. I, I still think about that. That's crazy to me because that's never happened, you know, before where guys that are actually on your team, freshman guys, they didn't even come to fall camp. And so those guys being able to get 15 practices, um, you know, we're heading into um, the summer, you know, I feel like in a good spot. So a lot of it, John is going to see how we do now. You know, how our guys go through their zero block crews, making sure we're, we're, we're smart. Although I heard we had a few injuries already on the ship. So hopefully we don't fall on steps or anything like that. <laughs> got a guy, you know, broke his hand already. Like, what? We just got, we just got on the <laughs> ship. What happened? You know what I mean? Just like, uh, just, okay, guys, you know, walk carefully, you know, look where you're walking, <laughs> don't fall down and break your hand, you know, so I, I think I'm excited. I'm really, really excited where we're at. Yeah, me too. And Ward, uh, before I kick it to you, just a reminder that that's why being a SWO is the most dangerous of, of jobs out there. We're on the front lines. We're getting injured. We're, you know, defending freedom. You, you know, it's true. Well, I was going to tell coach, he should have the team do aviators rules and stay in their racks all day until it's time to fly. Right. <laughs> Send them to aircraft carriers and, and hang out with the squadrons there. Well, it's not a good sign, like you said, if we're tripping and stuff on ships and stuff like that. Like, oh, smokes. We're, we're, we're divisional athletes. Hopefully we can keep our feet, you know what I mean? And so, Coach, good to see you. For me, normalcy will be folks in the stands and me on the home sideline holding the down box with the chain gang instead of across the field from you like I had to do this year. You know, and have, having to take a COVID test every home game wasn't that awesome either. So it'll be great to get back to all of those, those things. Um, so you probably can't answer this specifically, but how are we looking at quarterback coming out of, out of uh, spring ball? 
I feel much better, Ward, and Ivan and I feel much better now than we did last year at this time. In fact, this time last year I was still in Hawaii, you know, we were nobody's back, but I feel much better. You know, and, and it wasn't a knock against Daylin or Tiger or the, you know, the those that played last year. Here we had two guys we're just gonna follow the all-time leading rusher of all time, and none of those guys got any spring practices. You know, we were we're excited about Dalen, we we're excited about Tiger, but they didn't have any spring practice. So just the fact that Ivan was able to get his hands on them and to go through individual drills. And the thing I was trying to explain to somebody, like we took Xavier, who is a, a great athlete, you know, one of the best lacrosse players in the country, but he'd been in a shotgun. So, you know, he didn't take snaps under center. <laughs> you know, some people think, oh, why, why can't he get it? I mean, that's, he never did it before. And so being able to get under center snaps um, was huge for us. Again, last year, he wasn't able to do that. We had to try to Jimmy rig the offense because, you know, he wasn't used to doing that. But um, our quarterbacks, with Ivan being able to do uh, do fundamentals with them, again, against in, in real-life competition, you can't do that during the season. And I think in my discussion with Wags, just trying to prepare a quarterback, it's kind of like, um, you know, in a passing game, doing skelly all the time where nobody rushes you. You know I mean? You can stand there, you know, for nine days and just pick people apart. That's not the real world. You know, I mean, there's guys trying to take your head off. So on option stuff, it's the same thing. You're making decisions at the line of scrimmage. You know, I love Coach Jasper. Coach Jasper actually looks like he's in great shape. But when you have the coaches or people doing it, you know, trying to come and give them a simulation, you can't really – it's not the same. And you can't uh, – again, we couldn't tackle our quarterbacks in a year. But being able to have – go against our defense and, like I said, Newberry bringing all of his blitzes and, you know, smacking the quarterback every now and then, it was, it's the only way you can get ready. And because of all of that, like I said, Coach Jasper is the best option quarterback coach there is in the country. He, and he has a formula of getting guys ready. He was able to use his formula. Last year, we had to kind of jimmy rig it and we took out some ingredients and we saw the result. But I'm encouraged. I'm super encouraged. You know, we're able to have practice, our quarterbacks. We feel like we have three of them with Xavier, our line, Ty Lavatai. Um, he earned where he was at at this point. Coming into it, Xavier was ahead, and Ty had such a great um, spring ball. I'd equate him, Ty, similar to Will Worth. He's about 215, a bigger kid. Um, you know, he's, he's not, you know, Malcolm, but he runs physically. He can throw the ball really well, where Xavier is probably a little bit more in the line of Malcolm, more of a you know slasher. And uh, Masai Maynard was our third quarterback, had a really good spring too. Masai, again, more like Ricky Dobbs, really good thrower, kid can spin the football, strong runner, uh, more of a guy that runs through tackles than again not the not the Malcolm type runner. So feel much, much better about our quarterback situation coming out of spring ball. That sounds real good. When you, when you say Will Worth, that, that my ears perk up. That season was great until he got hurt, as you well remember. Um, Wags, over to you. Well, it's interesting that you brought up about the zero block. That's what I was going to ask you because there's some social media postings of Navy players at Leatherneck, which is the 
Marine Corps training. And then I saw one of a bunch of Navy football players on a ship. Um, uh, hopefully they're not getting injured, but I, I was going to ask you, do you think there's some positives? I would imagine having your football players together going through some sort of training can be good for building chemistry. And I don't know exactly what they do at Leatherneck or aboard a ship when they're, and obviously for those who are not aware, this is an opportunity for the midshipmen to get a feel for what they, the service is like and helps them with their decision as to where they'd like to, how they'd like to serve, whether Marine Corps or SWO or whatever. Um, Ward probably when he was an undergrad did something following his uh, junior year the, there was aviation involved didn't you Ward? Actually I did Marine I did the Marine Corps option where I flew an airplane an F-4 out in Hawaii and that's kind of what made me decide to go backseater and and ultimately wind up in the Navy but you know that's the beauty of the Naval Academy vis-a-vis -vis ROTC is you have more looks more touches in the fleet and it helps you inform your decision, you know, what warfare is especially better, you know? So this is a crucial part because otherwise it's just all this sort of abstract stuff that you talk about in CNAV and your other professional training during academic year. So it's really important that the, that you get out there and see it. But coach, well, been, you find it valuable? Well, I've been here for so long, you know, I'll put as a football coach, obviously we'd rather them, be here lifting and running and watching film. I mean, I'd be lying if I did, if I said otherwise, but it's a Naval Academy. And I, you know, and it's part of the mission and, it's, you know, they're going to be um, Navy and Marine Corps officers, Naval and Marine Corps officers when they leave. And so, like you said, it's an opportunity for them to see which, you know, service assignment they'd like to do or the, and so it is what it is. Um, there, like you said, there are good things because they're together. Um, guys get to go see different things. And when you're always, when you're coming together in whatever capacity, it always helps because it helps your team chemistry. Um, but we always seem to have something happen. But it, like I said, I, I've given up trying. I mean, you can't send those guys out in, you know, bubble bubbles or anything. They just, somebody will always get hurt, you know, doing something or, uh, but you know, we'll come up, come back in the training room, guys sprain ankles and stuff, but it is what it is. So I, I gave up a long time ago trying to um, see if there's any way we could get out of it because it's part of the school. It's, it's the biggest part of the school you're going to go serve after. So there's no way you can figure that out unless you go and, you know, it's basically an internship. You're going to see what, which one you like or which one would fit for you. And so I know that the guys have memorable experiences. I don't know if they all, they share all of them with us, but <laughs> you know they're gone like most college students for a little bit. But um, yeah, it, there's there's a lot of good that happens from my wives. I, I I think I saw some posts where a lot of our players were on Jervia Lotus ship, which is pretty cool. A former team captain, you know, I think we have like ten guys on the ship, might even be more. And just you know, seeing some of those pictures to be because he knows he knows what they're going through. And he knows what they're going to get into. So it's a, he's a great conduit for him to kind of discuss, hey, guys, when you get out, here are your options. You know, these are the things you can do when you come in the Navy. This is, and so when it comes from a, a former player, you know, I mean, their ears perk up, you know, because they know what they're going to, what's going to happen to them when they come back to 
camp that, you know, the strength coach is going to get after them. <laughs> you start running and lifting in the summer when it's really hot here in Annapolis. Um, so, yeah, there, there are a lot of good things that happen. Well, speaking of Navy football players, former Navy football players doing well, it was also announced last week that John Fay will be leading the Blue Angels flight demonstration squad in 2022. So congratulations to John. That's a tremendous honor that he's ascended to that level for his career. Um, obviously, there was not so great news regarding the fullback position with the loss of the uh, incumbent starter or expected starter. And of course, Navy football players or fans are pulling their hair out and think the sky is falling. And I try to tell them, you know, uh, the starting quarterback when, um, uh, oh my God, I'm going brain dead with uh, who got hurt in the season opener um, after sitting behind Keenan. Who was that coach? Tom right. Smith. Yeah. He, he played a half and was lost for the season. He was the starting quarterback and was expected to have a great year. And you figured it out. Um, talk a little bit about the gentlemen we have coming back. Isaac Ruos, James Harris, the second. Um, who are the, talk about some of the fullbacks that you'll have that will now be competing for that starting job. Yeah, like you, you mentioned right now, the guys starting off with Isaac, who was actually a starter a couple of years ago. Um, you know, because of other circumstances, you know, for Jamel, um, he was injured for parts of it, wasn't able to practice in parts of it. Um, Isaac got a ton of reps, so did James Harris. Isaac, you know, and I guess I try to relate it to people so they can kind of get a reference point, but Isaac is going back, well, more like uh, Vince Murray, you know, kind of a slasher runner, you know what I mean? It just does it has a great knack for finding holes and nooks and crannies in there and it's people it's a little bit harder than you realize you know just a just a subtle cut and sometimes when you cut you know just being just kind of slither way back there not hard jump cuts which is hard for backs because backs want to make everybody miss and it's, you know it's kind of like Malcolm was a, a jump cut guy uh, but in the in between the tackles you you, you got to be able to gradually work your way into a into a hole and this has a as a um does a good job of doing that. James Harris is um, a little bit bigger, about 230. Vince is about 220, 215. Uh, we, we moved Mike Maui uh, from back in there. Mike's about a 200-pound kid. I think that he'll help us in there. Uh, younger kid of theirs, uh, Malcolm Terry. You know, uh, uh, he's a kid. He was a recruit. Like, he's a slot back as well. He's going to play fullback now? Yeah, they're going to play fullback. Well, he played in the spring. And then we got some kids, some direct kids coming in. Um, but those guys got a ton of reps this this spring. And it's like you said, I mean, we you, you it's always the next man up mentality in sports. It's got to be that way. It's unfortunate, you know what I mean? But it's nobody cares. Marshall doesn't care or Force doesn't care. <laughs> you know, they're not crying for us or anything. They, they're, so we just kind of move on. I mean, there's a ton of people that have transfer portal issues and people leaving their squad it's 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 every college team so you just learn to deal with it and move on you know we're going to miss him he's a great young man and you know we're um yeah we'll, we'll miss Jamel not just football wise but as a person he's a great young man all right last but from me before I turn it over to Chris Cervello um I was with Chet today in his suite I've never sat in Chet's private suite at the Naval Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium I that's that's where he watches the games from with all sorts of high rollers. But uh, we had a little Facebook live and we got talking about the season. And 
I said, yeah, you got some great games here. Marshall to start the season, they're a perennial top 25 and always in the running for conference uh, championship in their league. And uh, they're bowl, always going to bowl games. And then Air Force, second week of the season, right off the bat, getting right at Air Force. And just like, yeah, and Cincinnati and Central Florida. And I was sitting there thinking, Kenny Hudson wanted to think like <laughs> Can you talk about the schedule? Well, I knew as soon as I saw it. You know, because normally our first game, I don't, don't want to say we have a patsy or anything, but a lot, a lot of times, because last year we got killed, obviously, by BYU. But there is normally, you know, we'll play a team that we have a shot against in our first game. And, um, you know, Marshall is going to be a tough, tough challenge for us. Like you said, they've won the league. Air Force and, and you know, Air Force, our two service academy teams uh, right now were probably as good as they've ever been. You know what I mean? There have been years before where Army is down or maybe a year Air Force down or vice versa. Else, but I feel like the service academy football is as strong as it's ever been. Our league, um, we had 17, uh, nine, was it 19 draft choices? But, you know, 19 draft choices, you know, we had four more than the other group of five combined. So this is a, this league, and we had more super seniors, I think, than most leagues. You know, a lot of guys stayed. Um we're, you know, transfer portal um, is strengthening some teams. So our league has gone tough, obviously, with Cincinnati, as you mentioned, UCF, um, Memphis, Tulsa. You know, we switched out some games last year and, you know, picking up picking up the whatever, what did Cincinnati finish at nine or whatever they finished at. Um, you know, it's good. You know, I'm missing teams, but there's a lot of good teams. The team that was down last year in our league was similar to us was Temple. You know, year in and year out, Temple is probably the most physical team. You're going back to the Will Worth year, I mean, we got six guys hurt in that game. <laughs> they beat the crap out of us. I mean, that was a physical outfit, man. You know what I mean? And they, you know, and we were we were hurt for Army game. You know, we had a, you know we had all these guys hurt, so they didn't look the same last year because they had they kind of had similar restrictions as we did as talking to the coach before the game, so they weren't able to practice. They're going to be back. Temple, Temple will be back. You know, they're, they're going to have normal practice. I mean, I was talking to him. He's like, yeah, we barely even practice, you know, in, in before our game. So once we started playing them, I said, well, that's not the same Navy uh, Temple team. But I know we weren't the same Navy team, you know, playing against BYU in the first couple of times. Like, we're not the same. So all of those teams, and then you take Notre Dame, who's always Notre Dame, but Notre Dame was a Final Four team last year. Not not just the they were, you know, they're in the playoffs. So I I said that earlier on. This is the toughest schedule since I've been here. Then I did a deal with Phil Steele, and then he sent me back a deal. He goes, "Hey," because he asked me about his schedule. Because well, I think it's the toughest since I've been here. He sent me a thing back saying like, "Well, you're right." I, he did a thing based on percentages and win win loss stuff that. We're playing the third toughest schedule in the in the country, and I told, well, thanks, Phil, but I didn't need your analytics to tell me that. <laughs> you know, he's a smart dude. Uh, I, I didn't need those formulas to figure that one out. You know, that was, but um, but you know what? Our kids know it, Wags. We know it. Let's go, man. Let's go. Our kids are excited. You know, after I, I mean, you know, nobody's looking for cover. It's going to be a tough, tough schedule. The kids signed up for this. You know, part of us going into this league was for this. When we were independent, you schedule your four wins, 
You know what I mean? And, and life was good. I mean, you win nine, eight games a year, but we wanted to compete. And now, now we have an opportunity. So it's, it's going to be a tough schedule, but our guys are looking forward, right? But it's, it's going to be hard. <laughs> it's kind of a double-edged sword, uh, Coach, having you as our last guest because I, I don't want to wait until September to talk X's and O's. You, you know, I, 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 <laughs> I as a fan want to see you guys out on the field and getting after it. Um, after spring ball, what, what, does the ne- what do the next couple weeks, months look like for you? Uh, just on a personal note, you're going to go back to Hawaii, get a little time off, or is it right on the recruiting trail? Chris, great question, because it was unique this year. Normally in the month of at the end of April when spring ball is over and through May, it's spring recruiting where the assistant coaches go out. I normally have conference meetings and those types of things, but the coaches weren't able to go out. With the NCAA changes this year, where June campuses are open so they can come on campus the first time ever you're going to be able to work a player out. They're called, you know, campus evaluations. So you can have one-on-one workouts, even though I think some schools are doing that prior to that, but that's besides the point, but now it's legal. You know what I mean? <laughs> we can actually work guys out. Um, so I think it's, it's uh, June's going to be chaotic, but we're looking forward to it. So we're prepared for in June. Normally in June for us has been a couple camps Guys will go throughout the country, uh, some camps to go look for players, but also we'll have camps on campus. Uh, we don't do a ton of them, but just a couple of them. But this, we're, we, we've been preparing the whole month of May and April uh, for all of our guys coming in. So it's going to be pretty, pretty chaotic in June that way. Our guys, our players come back in June and start workouts at the beginning of June. So June and July, they're lifting here. You know, it's, it's a great time. You know, like Wags talked about going on cruises where they kind of build that camaraderie. I really believe in the summers when you build your team, which, again, our team and many teams didn't have last year. But nobody's around, you know, there's nobody on the yard. You know, it's just just you, uh, you and strength coaches, they, they work out. And so our team will get a chance to do that for two months. Um July, I normally, uh, July is normally the month that we're off and I normally go back to Hawaii for a couple weeks. And at the end of July, we come back, start preparing. But it's interesting, Chris, I'm the same way. I, we're like so far ahead, ready for, for camp. I mean, we already got our, our, our practice schedules ready. We're ready, you know, I'm uh, just drawing things up, you know, today, just, uh, I'm so excited for this season. Uh, excited. A big part of it is, you know, what happened last year, but also a big part of it is this team. I was just really excited to see the way they competed, you know, during spring ball. But right now it's get ready for June where we'll have a ton of recruits on the yard and our, our players will be getting ready for the next two months. And then we start camp at the beginning of August and then we get after and get ready to go. But it's, I, I can't wait either. I'm so excited. I mean, I, it's it's only end of May, but I, I'm so excited for this season. Well, best of luck, Coach. I'll let John take us out. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris. So, Coach, one last question from me before we uh, let you go. We're, we're definitely looking forward to the future, but there's one last thing to do uh, here that, um, yeah, that will be something that we can be proud of uh, during commissioning week. Even Adam Schefter tweeted about it last week that here's Cameron Kinley undrafted free agent, um, you know, intercepting a pass and, you know, he picks off Kyle Trask in, in workouts down there. 
for Tampa Bay, returns it for a pick six. You know, he's the class president and he's also going to be, you know, delivering a gift to the graduation speaker, you know, Vice President Kamala Harris. So from your perspective, we've had plenty of occasions to be so proud of, you know, with Keenan and with Malcolm in the NFL and with, you know, young men going out there from the brotherhood and having command at sea and doing great things, um, you know, out there in society. What, what, are, what are you going to feel on Friday when you watch Cameron, you know, represent his class and, and, and hold, you know, hold his place up there on the dais with some pretty big names? You know, what does that tell you about the young men that you keep putting through this program, men of character and consequence who are doing great things? Yeah, super proud of them, John. And just oh, recently, last week, uh, well, just a couple of days ago, we had a, a barbecue with all of the seniors that were leaving. You know, it's kind of my way to thank them. And it's always a cool deal to have them over to the house. They're all here besides Cam, obviously. Was, and we're all proud of him. You know, it's, I find it amazing what he did. You know, why everybody leaves school early on and goes to all these different camps in California or Florida or, or wherever these camps are. You know, Cam's working out here you know, in Halsey. In fact, I remember he's running one day, you know, in Halsey where they have the, the lacrosse nets out around and he's trying to run his sprints and, you know, mids are running another way. And I'm, I'm thinking they're going to run into each other in the corner. And, you know, here's uh, I was just thinking, man, here's that Cam pursuing his dreams. Good for him. And, you know, there are long shots for him to get signed and get drafted. And he made it, you know, and I'm just really, really proud of him because he did all the work, um, you know, what he did last year, our captains just talking about it, just on the field, our record wasn't so great, obviously, but off the field, I thought he and, and Jackson Perkins and Miles Fells and Billy Honaker did as good a job at leading a group of people th during a, a life crisis, during a pandemic. You know, I've been in all these, I mean, I've never been through a pandemic, global pandemic before. You know, we're trying to play football and, all those, you know, things happened in our country last year. And Cam did, he was unbelievable. We'd had a ton of Zoom calls. Like I said, I was in Hawaii last year. So we'd have weekly meetings like this. And, you know, and Cam, Cam and other captains, they took control of the team and just proud of him. Just really proud of him. And, you know, just wish him the best of luck. And But he's been a, a great role model for not only um, – guys on our team, other midshipmen, but for people, you know, from his hometown, Memphis, you know, a lot of people look to Cam, just all the great things he did. So really, really proud of him. As are we coach. And, uh, you know, from, from us to you, we wish you a very uh, happy and healthy off season. I know that it's going to be right back to the grind recruiting, but you know, here's hoping that you get some time in the islands and some quality time with your, uh, with the new grandchild and, and our best to Barbara and, and the family. Thank you so much for being, um, you know, for, for being who you are, for being a coach at the Naval Academy and, and someone who's helping these young men go out into the fleet and into the society and, and do great things. Thank you for that. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. You guys are doing a great job. All the best to you guys. Take care. We are taking this baby out. Not a minute too soon. It's a long pod. Thanks for listening and, and sticking with us. Many thanks to Nehemiah, Bill Gibbons, Billy Hurley, Bill Wagner, uh, Chris Cervello, Ward Carroll for everything over the past one year and nine days. Uh, it has been a trip. Um, and like Ward said, 
you know, the alchemy that, that we enjoyed and, and the, the continued chemistry that we uh, developed and, you know, the friendships that are now formed have been invaluable. Um, I wish all of you a uh, very safe and happy summers for all of our listeners. Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, it's been a great year. You know, if you haven't been vaccinated, please get vaccinated. In the meantime, please continue to be good to each other uh, and respectful. And, you know, let's, let's pull out of this pandemic and, and get uh, the, the good times back. You know, we'll see you in late August or early September, the, the, next, the next sporting event on our um, on our calendar is September 5th for Marshall, but there are still things that happen before that. We wish men's and women's track and field all the best of luck as they take part in the NCAA East preliminaries down in Jacks. We also wish rowing and sailing all the best of luck as they continue their seasons. Their seasons will still go into June, um, you know, if, if all goes well. So good luck to them. Thank you to all the athletes and coaches Thank you to Scott Strassmeyer and the uh, SIDs at Navy for helping us. Thank you to Chet. And thank you so much to, um, to Nate Connor at Academy Consulting, to Jerry and Jen Donahoe at Mills Fine Wine and Spirits. Thank you for sticking with Sing Second Sports. We will see you in September for now. And through the summer, we are out. The thoughts and opinions expressed on this pod are our own and don't represent the views of the Naval Academy Athletic Association, the United States Naval Academy, or any organization for that matter. Play-by-play calls from the Navy Radio Network are used in the opening of the show and from time to time will be part of the podcast segments.